Welcome to the Dude Facts Podcast. Four guys united by their love for coffee and corny jokes come together to talk about Christian culture and the ups and downs of ministry. So sit back, relax, grab a cup of joe, and enjoy. The podcast starts now. Affirmative. Affirmative. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dude Facts Podcast. My name is Josh and I'm here with my friends Jeff, Grant, and Ryan. We're so glad that you decided to return for a second helping uh, of the wonderful deliciousness that is the Dude Facts. Um, (laughs) These people didn't listen to the first episode. That's That's right. So don't listen to the first. Stick with this. Yeah, Yeah, just start here. Believe us. Um, So... Our YouTube um, listen. We have like seventy views up what? to this point. As we're viral, I know. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but here's the thing. Um, it tells you how long like people listen for, oh. and like the average listens like eleven minutes. Oh man! <laughs> so, Again, why? Yeah. Hang with us. Hang with us. We promise it, it only gets better after those 30 second listens from me going back and yeah. checking comments and stuff. And so yeah, that could have just that could have just been us refreshing it a hundred yeah. times to get our, our views up. So <laughs> So uh how's everybody doing today? You got, you guys doing all right? Grant, I see you're hanging out in your garage. I am, and I'm currently next to a motorcycle with a slight gas leak. So I'm getting really <laughs> happy. It's recording. Yeah. Perfect. The motorcycle's not on, right? So see you getting sleepy, y'all. Uh, say something. Maybe. <laughs> Just make sure not to light up. You mean <laughs> you're stogie? You're sto- I know you're in the northwest, but <laughs> it's true. The northwest. The Pacific. That's right. Northwest. Or the northwest. Yeah, we, t- we talked about that last week, and I don't know if anybody agreed with that. <laughs> <laughs> they hate us because they ain't us. And you're In fairness, viewer. I think our viewer base you might say be us. <laughs> <laughs> or do you say ain't us? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to make sure. It's a family I'm show. I'm bilingual. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it clean, fellas. Right. I clean my anus. <laughs> <laughs> It's starting off perfect. Look, I can hear the clicks of like people closing out of YouTube right now. <laughs> yep. People are not going to make it 11 minutes this week. Trying to get the average view few minutes down. Oh, right now we're at three minutes and 10 seconds, so we'll have to compare that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> That's all right. Oh, man. So uh, this is why we're kind of surprised you're back for a second episode. Stuff like this. Uh, anything else going on? I just noticed Anybody that got any news? last week, Grant, Ryan, and myself were all wearing a hat, and you weren't, Josh, and now it's the reverse. So what, what is going on? I thought they would all wear a hat, and now none of you guys are in yeah. a hat. I could take it off and see if I got hat head. Sure. Oh, man, put it back on. Next week, we're all going to shave our heads. <laughs> yeah, hats on back on. 
It's like the it's like the uh, phenomena when you're like a kid in elementary school and you're like trying to be with like all the other kids and you do something a day late and they're like, "What are you doing? You're a loser." <laughs> that was so last week. My- yeah. <laughs> I was always a when all of our eyelashes are shaved off and Josh still has his. <laughs> 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 I was always about a year and a half late behind on on all the style. It's probably because it was all hand-me-down from my brother. So he was in style, and then when he outgrew it, it came to me. So I just I, never had style. I never understood it. I was into ska music, and so that was like, you know, never in style. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Is ska going to come back? Ska's been I'm, here, okay? I mean, I mean, I mean everything comes back. Is ska going to come back? <laughs> Yeah, only are you hope. familiar with what they call the dancing that you do during ska? No. Ride, enlighten him. <laughs> it's a, it's a skanking, right? It's not called so skanking. Call it, it's no. <laughs> it's skanking. It's literally called skanking, no. and it is the nerdiest dance you've ever seen. Of all <laughs> of all the words in the English language, and that's what they went with. Can you demonstrate? Well, who knows? Maybe maybe it predates the uh, the you know offensive version of that term. I'm pretty sure that like my they're, regular they're dancing, even though I don't know what skanking looks like, probably is skanking. Just because I'm such a bad dancer. No, it, it's essentially if you just think of like the most nerdy dance yeah. you can think of, it's pretty much I, it. That's so, how I you know, dance. Probably spot on. I agree, though. I think we meet, might need a demonstration there. Yeah. <laughs> can right. I give you? A, <laughs> I don't know if I know how to do it. I'll, t- I'll take down the second floor of my my apartment here. <laughs> that would be great podcast material. <laughs> we'll put that in the great teaser. podcast material. Not great for my renters insurance. So uh, no. What if uh, I drop you a What if I drop you a beat here and you just Do you have some ska? Some mighty mighty Boston. Five Iron Frenzy. There we go. I just have this. Come on, Ryan. (laughs) All right, we should stop right now. (laughs) Thank goodness that clip was only 10 seconds long. (laughs) Okay, Josh, I was doing some math. So if you're usually, you know, a year and a half behind on trends. Yeah. um, There's this thing called COVID. You need to be aware of it. <laughs> I think I had it like 10 years ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was early. I'm sure I had it in 2006. It was, uh... uh... Oh, man. Oh. So, uh... Um, I have a, a story to tell. Um, so my wife works for DoorDash. She does grocery and, and food delivery. And she goes out, you know, a few days during the week. And she always comes back. I've got an echo from somebody. I don't know who it is. Um, all right, it's gone now. Sorry. Uh, so she always comes back with with a story. And uh, last night she came home and she said, so I got this order for four pints of ice cream and like three bottles of liquor. So she had to go to like Dollar Tree. And then right next to Dollar Tree, there's the Shelbyville liquor store. So she had to pick this up. And she went. And um, delivered it. And, of course, 
as she's telling the story, I was like, so there's probably like somebody probably got dumped or whatever. And, you know, they're trying to deal with it. She said, no, it's funny. When she got there, it was uh, the lady that answered the door. She's like, wow, what are you guys doing tonight? And the lady said, it's, uh, it's, it's, I'm, I'm still getting an echo. I don't know. The anticipation's <laughs> killing me. What's I know. Look she said, so, I'm sorry. I just I don't want the people to hear that. Uh, but she, uh, the 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 lady said, "No, we're having a granny sleepover, and we're just decided we're going to eat ice cream, Oreos, and drink a bunch of liquor." And Britta's like, "Oh, okay. Well, have fun." And so she leaves. And a few minutes later, she gets a uh, another order, and it's for the same ladies. But it's for um, a, a diabetes blood sugar <laughs> test, at-home test. DoorDash <laughs> delivered? Yeah, yeah, they'll deliver that. And I thought, that's probably something they should have figured out before they ordered the oh, ice cream God. and the Oreos yeah. and the liquor. <laughs> so one of them's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have diabetes. I better check my blood sugar level. How old were these ladies? <laughs> Well, that's kind of the sad thing. The lady that entered the door, she said, was like 42. And was, you know, she's a grandmother, which, I mean, it's not so far off, you know, not so far off, but it was a young lady. But she said the other ladies in there were definitely grandmotherly age. But that's, that's Shelbyville, y'all. So, where (laughs) I live. Grandmotherly age. age. (laughs) I see for like, like 90. Yeah, like when I think about it, I, I think of like 70 and above, you know? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's like a sliding scale. The older I get, the older grandmotherly age. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the less old it seems. Does that mean, like, the older you get, the less old old oh, people yeah. seem? I, th- because yeah, I think the last time it. I played laser tag with my kids, um, somebody called me grandpa. But it's because I was dominating all these, like, little kids. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks a lot, grandpa. That's right. I'd rather be called grandpa than boomer. And I, I'm not, I mean, I'm not a boomer, but I'd rather, I think getting called grandpa is like, that's a compliment. Yeah. I want to sit and on your like, grandpa's I got a lot of wisdom. and whittle. That's right. <laughs> whittle. A little too far, cross the line. <laughs> I was like, who is that? That's Michael Scott joining us. <laughs> uh, there goes more subscribers yeah. right there. Yeah. <laughs> just see the. We're 11 minutes in. Steadily go down. That's right. <laughs> Hang on, it's going to get better, Grant. people. Yeah, it does. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, speaking of the people, uh, we. You know, we want to hear from you guys. So uh, right now, if you're still with us and you don't feel like this burden of conviction from the Holy Spirit, go ahead and like us <laughs> and, and subscribe. Um, and we love for you to share your thoughts and comments um, in the comment section there on YouTube. Just so you know, I'm not sure where you're listening or watching. Uh, we're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcast. If you're listening, we definitely want to encourage you to roll over to YouTube at some point. Uh, leave us some comments there. And we did get a few comments, actually, uh, from our mm-hmm. listeners last time, uh, which made us feel good, got us through the day. 
Um, and so uh, we thought we would just share some of those with yeah. you. Brian, you got yeah, those. We had, a, we had a couple of uh, items that struck a chord on last week's episode. Uh, first being Pokemon. And that was that was a hot topic in the uh, comment section on Facebook. Um, well, that's to be expected. Maybe the only topic in the comment section on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got a bunch but, of nerds uh, listening to us. Any more Pokemon tattoos? Hey, yeah, we'll uh, no, I'm, I'm making plans for more though. I plan on getting my entire uh, body in just Pokemon. I like it. I'm gonna get all. Um, I don't know. Is there like three thousand Pokemon by now? I don't know. They add more every year, and I can't keep up. I'm too old. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so uh, you know, we had Wesley on Facebook was uh, you know, basically Dog and Josh for making fun of grown men playing Pokemon. Wow. So, that was good. Now, <laughs> who does this Wesley character? Yeah. Wesley. Um, I mean, he sounds like a guy that right. would go to Chuck E. Cheese for his bachelor party, quite honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Cheese for my bachelor party. <laughs> Maybe we should have him on to talk about that. By the way, can you uh, rent think... out the Chuck E. Cheese? It's uh, like I don't want to go there if there's a bunch of kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yes, so uh, yeah, Pokemon, um, you know, Pokemon Go is a is a hot game still. It's been out for I don't know five six years by this point, but there's still. A lot of people playing it, and at least, at least you know, to play Pokemon Go, you're you're out walking around, having fun, um, and like uh, Wesley said, you know, playing with his kids and uh, using that as a bonding experience. So, you know, an example of a good use of Pokemon. Not the uh, people afraid that Pokemon are going to send their kids to hell. Yeah. So i I like that. I like what he said that he mm-hmm. plays it with his kids. I think that's appropriate. And, and oh, isn't he playing with his phone next to his kids? That's true. <laughs> and am I the only person that can't see Jeff anymore? I can see Jeff. I can see Jeff. And oh, I can't see Jeff. I'm okay, I'm Jeff. Here. Well, three. <laughs> You're just a. <laughs> okay. Well, it's recording your video. That's good. I just don't see you anymore. I miss you, Jeff. Yeah, I'm here. Technical difficulties. The podcast. I miss your face. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let me describe it to you. Please. All right. He has a mole on his. Oh, he's back. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. No need to describe. We're good. That's enough. <laughs> All right. Um, so Wes, Wes, Wes plays Pokemon Go with his kids. Yeah. You know. Great. Okay. And uh, and uh, yeah. And then so our our other hot topic of discussion from last week um, seemed to be um, the Popeyes Chick Fil A debate. You know, uh, Mark had some things to say uh, about that. Um, Mark said, I love the episode. Can't wait for more, but let's ease up on the crazy takes. Uh, Popeye's does not even come close to Chick-fil-A. And it has nothing to do with being the Lord's chicken. It's just not as good. <laughs> with the exception of their breakfast. Um, I've never... Wait, I don't, I'm not sure if that's saying that Chick-fil-A does not have a great breakfast or Popeye's has a breakfast. I've never eaten breakfast at Popeye's. Uh, if there's a breakfast there, but um, I think if you ate breakfast at Popeye's, it would be like the old Jim Gaffigan joke. It's like diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, because what your eyes like, do. Good morning. Let's start off with some diarrhea. You're about to yeah. call in sick. <laughs> Sounds all right. It's about the same. About on par with eating a Waffle House, I assume. Mm. Can't be that. We don't have those out here. 
I'm, I'm excited about Waffle Houses. But here's a question for, for you three. When you go to Chick-fil-A, because of their values and the Christian chicken, do you pray for your food? Pre-blessed. <laughs> pre-blessed chicken. Double pre-blessed. <laughs> <laughs> pre-blessed. Talk about sponsors. That's who we need to get sponsors. Yeah. Pre-blessed food. That's right. <laughs> Not Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Not Chick-fil-A, no. <laughs> Most of the time, I mean, I'd take their money. I'm so blown away at how they are like 40 cars deep in the drive-thru line, and they still get me through in like five minutes that I forget to pray for my food. I'm like, how did they do that? And I'm, I've already down like five waffle fries. I mean, and you've just experienced a miracle. Yeah. I mean, well, we talked about Dutch Brothers last week. I think it's miraculous that they can crank the music as loud as they do, call me bro as many times as they do when I use a drive-thru, and somehow remember the order and get it right. I'm blown away. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chick-fil-A, I get it. Like, they're tight shirts and pants, and they just seem so structured. Like it's all the homeschoolers. They, yeah. If they step out of line, which, by the way, out here in the West, I've noticed, they don't say my pleasure very often. Oh, although I'm okay with that, I don't like the thought of people getting pleasure from serving me. <laughs> it's just a little <laughs> that throws me off. Christians <laughs> serving the chicken. My pleasure to oh, give you this chicken. Tell you what, it used to and make me really football. uncomfortable hey, when I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, it's a little too much information. When Chick-fil-A workers would say my pleasure when I was younger, it used to make me really uncomfortable because I was like, I was like, I don't, people don't really talk that way. That sounds really, really awkward. But then like the more I've worked in customer service and talking to people over the years, the more I say my pleasure when they tell me thank you. So I don't know if it's maybe just me getting older or what, but you're a Chick-fil-A uh, worker. definitely become a common vernacular. Yeah. You know, those six months I worked at Chick-fil-A, they really stuck with me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you work at Chick-fil-A? <laughs> Yeah, I worked at the, the mall one at Governor Square. Why don't I remember that? Oh, Before it uh, that, unceremoniously closed. That was the ghetto Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Yes. No, I I would agree with that. Having worked there. Yeah. Um, uh, I will say um, on, on our comments, though, speaking of Chick-fil-A and Popeye's, uh, Tad did say he liked Popeye's better, mm. um, even though their service is terrible. Controversial. So uh, That's true. <laughs> That's true. Their um, service is worse because they know what they have. Yeah. They don't have to That's cover right. it up with pleasing you. <laughs> and, and he's he's specifically in that town in Tennessee. Um, I think any town Popeye's service is terrible. Yeah. It's not just that. You're not getting to my pleasure Popeye's. Um, <laughs> no. no. You're getting to get the out of here before the, yeah. I date your car. They're like, get out of like, here. Like, you're still here? <laughs> okay, let me here, let me prove the point in another way. I want all of us to say my pleasure without smiling. And tell me it's not going to be the creepiest thing ever. My pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> I like adding so a weird. voice on to it. Just, <laughs> Suddenly want to disappear. Well, up another notch. <laughs> my pleasure. Um. <laughs> my pleasure <laughs> stay like you're uh, oh, yeah. you're gonna say it with a voice like you're um, doing like a movie trailer for like an 80s action movie my, my pleasure. pleasure my pleasure <laughs> it was his pleasure <laughs> <laughs> to serve the pickle on the chicken 
And a kid runs away. I just wanted a sandwich. <laughs> I will say this about so Chick-fil-A. Say, They're nuggets. Oh, go ahead. When you open that little box, you're excited to get these like juicy nuggets. They're like little tiny turds. I mean, what is that? So don't go to Chick-fil-A and get the nuggets. They might taste good, but you're only going to get like a fourth of a piece of chicken between those things. Get get the strips, okay? You get a four-piece strip. It's about the same amount of meat as a 12-piece nugget. But it's instead of being a little turd nugget, it's uh, actually like a nice little chicken strip. (laughs) Here's the problem I have with strips, right? Strips can be a noun and a verb. (laughs) It's it's chickens though, Grant. <laughs> That's just a weird. Pl- My pleasure. Here's your chicken strips. <laughs> Go pop well, they, they see, and, and it's awkward again. Yeah. <laughs> Whitey Bulger would be proud. Well, I think That's I right. think the uh, you know s- sandwich debates. <laughs> sandwich debates aside, I think the the important thing that we can all agree on is. Chick-fil-A has the better fries compared to Popeye's. I mean, that's that's a no-brainer, I feel like. I don't think I've ever had Popeye's fries. <laughs> I, I may have, but, but I don't remember it. If I have, yeah. I just don't read. I like their chicken and usually sandwich. Usually what I get when I go there is mashed potatoes. Yeah, their fries mm-hmm. I, it don't really stand out to me like Chick-fil-A's. If you get them with the sandwich, the they're usually fries? soggy and not good. Cajun fries sound They have good. Cajun fries. Yeah, with blackened ranch. Mm. Well, if you want good. Cajun fries, go to Five Guys. Okay, that's the place to go. Mm. Yeah, I would agree <laughs> if you're getting the Cajun. Yeah, but I think the best fries out there are um, Penn Station. Those are delicious. Have you guys had Penn Station fries? No. Once. No, they, I do they remember are, them being pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you watch them. They take the potato and they put it in this machine that makes fries out of them and then they put it right in the fryer. And uh, so we've got a, we've got a really great hamburger place here called way back and it's actually in the Walmart, but way again, that's how Shelbyville rolls. Yeah. <laughs> but it's delicious. It's some of the best, uh, it's one of the best burgers I've ever had. So we'll go there to get a burger and then Penn stations across the street. We'll go there and get our <laughs> fries. Get some fries. Yeah. Can I say something controversial yeah, two restaurants here? To get a burger. McDonald's French fries suck. I don't understand the like, <laughs> Craze about McDonald's fries. I, I, am I the only one that thinks this? I, I think they're I, overrated. I do like McDonald's fries when they're fresh and hot, but that might just be because they're fresh and hot. They're actually probably pretty gross. I I, I don't get why the, people like run to McDonald's fries. I would much rather, even though I hate the stupid Burger King commercials that I hear every five seconds, I would much rather eat Burger King fries or Arby fries or any fries, but McDonald's. McDonald's is gross. Yeah. Mm. I was a fan until maybe five or six years ago when uh, our girls were cleaning out the van with their mom. Where this is going. And in, and in the back, they've got the armrest, and it's got a little uh, cubby. So the armrest folds up. And so they're cleaning them out. And one of the girls like, oh, there's French fries back here. And Bridge was like, I couldn't remember the last time we had bought fries. And they ate them. When they were babies. It was still edible. Yeah. Uh, no, not necessarily. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, middle schoolers, um, late elementary. 
you know, I mean, you eat anything when you're in middle school, but you know, it, it'd probably been months and months and they looked the same and it still take, I guess it still tasted. Okay. Uh-huh. You know, so that's not, that's not food. No. I mean, that's something that's been created in a lab. Like, I mean, I think they're like roughly the same, like, uh, chemical makeup is packing peanuts. So makes sense. They last <laughs> <that> long. <laughs> it could. It could. And you're, you're not supposed to eat packing peanuts? With salt. <laughs> you want to say hi to my dog? I was going to say, we got it. We have a guest, our first on. We have yeah. a guest. This is, this is Harley. <laughs> oh. oh, dude. I you wanted to say, say hi to Jeff again. What's up, dog? <laughs> Thinks Ooh, it's... got you. <laughs> he walked away. It's like whatever. <laughs> you guys, oh, you guys have been in and out, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thoughts on in and out? I love the simplicity the of the menu. There's only like three items on the menu. It's not like algebra. Like when I go to Taco Bell now, I mean, I, I can't even figure out right. what I want. But in and out, it's like, oh, I want. A burger and fries. It's right there. That's easy. I like it. <laughs> you have three things on the menu. I want two of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have two thirds of the menu. Just give me the entire menu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we just got a Whataburger here. And I think, are y'all getting one, Jeff? Ryan? Uh, yep. We're supposed to be. Uh, who knows when that's going to happen. Yeah. So it was built right next to a Wendy's. And the hype over it was great people were camping out and the yes. the um the parking lots were packed and all that and i'd had i'd had a water, water burger several years ago in alabama we would stop and get lunch going down to the beach or whatever and get a get a milkshake so i thought okay i'll go in there um and i'm a big wendy's burger fan i love i love a dave's single with cheese on it but uh i was not impressed because the patty is about a eighth of an inch thick, and it took forever. And I thought, why are we so excited about well, this? Well, it's, here's it the wasn't thing, that good. As, as, a, as a born and bred Texan, I love Whataburger. Mm-hmm. Um, and or when that when that one opened, I was like, I was telling people that I knew, I was like, it's not that serious. Like, it's, mm-hmm. like I love Whataburger. Don't wait in line for it. If it's when it, yeah. after it, you know, chills out, you know, sure, go ahead and try it, but. Um, no, and, and I, I've had this discussion because I, I work with a lot of people who are uh, people that moved, you know, to the Nashville area from other places. So, you know, everybody's got different ideas of what they like and stuff. And I think I've nailed down the, the thing with that is that people who are from Texas and love Whataburger, they love it because of the nostalgia that it brings them. It's not necessarily because it's the, you know, more superior restaurant. Uh, because when I when I eat Whataburger, if I'm in Florida or if I'm driving through Alabama, and I eat Whataburger, it's just not as good. But when I'm in Texas, you know, Whataburger hits the spot. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. you know, I, I think that that's half of it right there. It's and I think mental. it's similar for people that are, you know, from the West Coast and love In-N-Out and stuff like that. And, you know, because I've eaten it, In-N-Out in Texas and I'm like, eh, it's okay, but whatever, you know, but I don't have that nostalgia for it like people that are you know from those areas do. So I will say I the last time I ate Whataburger, it was In-N-Out, let me tell you. <laughs> most things i eat are in and out but i think they that's, do uh, just the ibs time. breakfast on a bun at whataburger that's where it's at <laughs> i think their spicy ketchup is okay it's redeemable i like that quality of it i was always put off i went to texas for a week i had to make up a class for seminary because my seminary it, it doesn't matter 
I'd, uh, so I went down and did some disaster relief in Houston after the hurricane. And we had a Texan who moved to the Northwest. Oh, we got to go to Whataburger, Whataburger. And my, my natural response the first time was, what? A burger? <laughs> I thought, I didn't mean it as a joke, but it's like, what? A burger? Whataburger? Some people sound like uh, they're saying water. water, water. Yeah, my wife That's thought I thought was, was saying water burger. And I was like, no, it's not yeah. a water burger. It's what a burger. <laughs> I was like, who wants a soggy burger? That sounds terrible. <laughs> so um, let us know where you think the best fries are. And uh, mm -hmm. maybe we can do like a blind fry taste test yes. with all of the uh, comments that come in. So let us know what now, you think. Potato, right? Because sweet potato, different story altogether. Different story. We're talking plain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, like yeah. Plain yeah. potato fries. Potato. Yep. Yeah, so so we're not even going like Cajun, right? We're just mm. like a normal just salted, salted french, fry. french fry. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. in the comments, right. write, write what your favorite is and then write why it's Wendy's. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy's does have good fries. And they have hey, to be good before, at room temperature. <laughs> before we, uh, that's right. before we transact transition out of here, Ryan, I I feel so bad about last week, and um, not only did I question your manhood when it came to Pokemon, but I I I, I fear that I may have um, put across the wrong idea about you and sixth grade girls. So I, I wanted I wanted just to pause right here and give uh, people a little bit of context about where that came from. So um, bear with me for for just a second here. Um, we just want to make sure that all of our listeners understand um, kind of what's going on here. <laughs> feelings just just welling up inside me, and it's never happened to me before i just don't know what to do with them feelings what are you talking about you i don't know it's just ever since i saw a new moon i waited three hours on opening night just to see it and you know i, I was sitting in there front row by myself a bunch of sixth grade girls around there it me, is and <laughs> i felt like i knew so <laughs> i can't believe you didn't get an award for this Seriously, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's authenticity right there. I still have that reaction every time I watch my moon. Boy, so have that are reaction. you a man? <laughs> yeah, I'm a man. I'm just not afraid to admit that I like new moon. Like, every time new I mean, moon, that let me one tell you about that I watched moon. it and never watched it what again. Old moon. Yeah, an old moon. Way back in Baptist history. Can't just tell you about her though. I'm gonna have to show you. I just wanted everybody to know that. That idea of Ryan going to movies with sixth grade girls, it was a character he was playing. Right. Um, very yes. passionately, by the way. Yeah. So, yes. And if that uh, if that little video whet your appetite, you're not sure where it came from, just Google uh, or go to YouTube and look for the Lottie Moon rap. You'll be glad It'll you did. be the top search result. It will. Yeah. <laughs> it will. Yes. He made it this that far was, in the podcast. By far our most popular yeah. uh, product. That's right. <laughs> What's the line? Lottie Dottie's got a tiny body, a four foot one Baptist missionary hottie. <laughs> oh, yeah. A 51 I, Baptist missionary hottie. I think about that line in just my daily life regularly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got a feeling that's probably the line that, that got us called into uh, the line that was somebody's yeah. office. 
Body, <laughs> daddy, he's got a teddy body. <laughs> and, and you know, I love the, as I'm pinning that, I'm out. thinking this is probably going to happen. I'm going to be calling to somebody's office. <laughs> yeah, you pinned yeah. it. But I was like, it's it. gold. <laughs> we, we're we going to have to do um, an episode just on that rap because there's so many, there's so many stories, oh, yeah. so many good oh, things. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So, um, you guys hear about Tom Brady retiring again, 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 again. Yeah. Yeah. The, the yearly tradition of him retiring. <laughs> I hope it sticks. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do too. Um, and Jeff, you're a, I mean, you're a diehard Patriots fan. Yeah. I mean, what do you, th- I mean, I love Tom Brady. I think he's the goat. I thought it was awesome to see him go win one with Tampa, but, um, I, I really think when he retired last year, he should have just stuck with it. And uh, evidence, you know, that there was a lot more going on there, obviously reared its ugly head this season. But, like, football-wise, it, it just looked awful. And so I, I yeah. always laughed this season when you'd hear the rumors like, oh, he's going to go play for the 49ers next year. I'm like, the dude's going to be, like, 46 years old. <laughs> like, I know he's awesome, but come on, man, like, one day you're just going to have to like say, you know, I've had enough. And uh, I, I, yeah, I'm glad even though it, it, it feels like this is on repeat. He, he could have been a 49er playing for the 49ers. That would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what he was going for. <laughs> I mean, he's got seven rings, right? Yeah. I mean, how many? So, I, don't, I hate that. I hate that he lost, you know, his wife and, and all, you know, kind of through all this, there's a lot going on. And, you know, maybe hey, hindsight's twenty twenty. but man, if he had just retired after that Super Bowl win with Tampa, you know, going out on that high note. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a tradition just like Groundhog Day is. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the thought of the fact that Tom Brady retired or announced his retirement on the 1st of February, which he did last year, feels like, Groundhog Day, you know, like the movie uh, with Bill Murray where the day is just going over and over. But you know what's uh, when when you think about Groundhog Day, this is the weird thing. I I was talking to a friend in the UK the other day and I'm trying to explain Groundhog Day to them. And they're just like so confused. And uh, it got me thinking like how often we criticize weathermen. You know, we're looking at our, our phones and we're like, no, there's no way it's going to rain today. Or they're calling for snow. Yeah. Right. I mean, we're so critical of that profession, but then as soon as it's groundhog day and somebody's raising this groundhog day up in the air, like uh, Simba <laughs> and Lion King, we're all like, what does the groundhog have to predict? <laughs> like the groundhog's better than all these people who study meteorology. I, I don't know. That's it, true. It is a very weird tradition. Definitely. That's true. If I was a meteorologist, this would be one of the worst days of the year. I definitely oh, yeah. question my life choices. <laughs> like all these people believe a groundhog over my uh, years of training and scientific study. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking. I was I was walking around uh, on my lunch break today at work, and uh, you know, I was you know in downtown Nashville, and I was like, man, it's so cloudy today. And I was like, where where is this groundhog at? Like, uh, I was I was like, if if he's if it's cloudy like it is here. Then of course there's going to be no there's going to be no shadow, but they said he saw his shadow, and I'm like, well, what's the light source? So like if, I'm like, if, uh, 
if you put a spotlight behind him, of course he's going to see a shadow. <laughs> like, who knows where the lights so, are coming from? It's actually, and I love the name. It's in Gobbler's Knob, Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the town. <laughs> oh yeah, like the meat. Whoever named Punks that. Town. Phil. <laughs> That's right. Pontsdam Phil. Yeah, um, I was actually reading on it a little bit, and um, the very first one was like 160 something years ago when they did this, like very, and for the very first old time. Groundhog, but that was cutting edge technology then. Oh. You know the groundhog. So you know they they were just it was their i it was their iPhone. It was <laughs> that groundhog. Everybody's walking around with groundhogs <laughs> in their pocket. You know that's right. I've only ever seen a groundhog in Tennessee. Oh, they don't have them in the Pacific Northwest. We have marmots. Out here. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. When I lived on campus at Austin P. There was one that lived by my dorm. I'd see him all the time. <laughs> was he related to Phil? Probably. He was probably like a distant cousin. Yeah, Bill. Twice removed. <laughs> Meteorologist with a southern accent. Hey, y'all. Yeah. It's all my shadow. but it's it is a weird tradition like to think every year we we still do this you know just with where culture and everything is like we stop there's new newscast uh, something i was reading they said like thirty thousand people will show up in this town of like five thousand people and it's it's this big drunken party and, you know, people still dress up like they did in the 1800s and they read off a scroll, you know, what, what the, it's not, it's not, he sees a shadow. Apparently the, the groundhog whispers in the ear of like the MC, what's going to happen. And then it's recorded on a scroll and he unscrolls it. It must be really drunk if they're listening to a groundhog. <laughs> <laughs> but I, this doesn't surprise me. Apparently it came from Germany. Like that's where the tradition started, and it was a hedgehog. So when it when German immigrants came over, they kind of adopted that, but there weren't any hedgehogs up there. So they were like groundhog. That's, hedge, that's hedgehogs close. are a lot smaller. That's, Imagine somebody that's close enough. And, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that thing is like when the guy holds it up. I mean, it looks like a gremlin. You know, it's oh, yeah. massive and these claw guys are braver than I am. And they're really dumb. I don't know why we trust their opinion on weather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they live in a hole. <laughs> Have you guys ever heard of a weather stone or a weather rock? Yes. So I don't think so. Because Ryan, you were Ryan, you were in Boy Scouts, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was in Boy Scouts. So in Hawaii, we used to make all the all like the new Boy Scouts, the, the tender feet in the in the troop. We used to make them make an A frame like uh, lash together lay frame and then find the largest boulder that we could. And we say, okay, now you need to tie that boulder underneath the A-frame. You're, you're going to make for us a weather rock. And these like skinny, scrawny little dudes would pick up the biggest rock and eventually manage to tie it up there. And they say, okay, how does it work? How does it work? And we say, okay, if the rock swings, it's windy. <laughs> if the rock is wet, <laughs> it's raining. <laughs> if the rock feels hot, it's sunny out. So I feel like that would be a better way to predict. Oh, the uh, the groundhog is cold. It's winter. The groundhog is wet. It's raining. Well, that's that's like real time weather updates. That's like yeah, yeah. For real. what you get on a smartphone. I wonder if Punxsutawney <laughs> Phil is a Twitter. Maybe can I think he tweets updates on the weather. Yeah. yeah, we need to look that does up. He, does he follow the Bronx Zoo Cobra? I could only hope. 
<laughs> I went to the Bronx Zoo last year, and I I did not see the cobra. I was disappointed. Oh man! Yeah, That's I think like the whole he was reason hiding. you go. <laughs> he saw you. That's right. <laughs> and uh, just so you guys know, he's only correct forty percent of the time. Oh well, he's he's like so, regular I mean, meteorologist then. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and there goes our meteorologist listeners. <laughs> There's a Punxsutawney Phil Groundhog Club, but it's called Punxsutawney Phil. Probably that one. But he could, I mean, if he's only 40% accurate, he could come to the Northwest. And between, like, November and July, he could just say, yeah, rain. It's going to rain today. <laughs> and he'd be right. He'd be right. He'd be an all-star. Yeah. We were driving through Pennsylvania a couple of years ago when I lived in New York, and we saw Punxsutawney, the sign for it. And uh, there was a moment where I leaned over to my wife, Stephanie, and I was like, yeah, we should just veer off and uh, check it out. And she's like, no. Like, why would we drive all the way to the middle of nowhere just to see, like, where this groundhog comes out of? But I, I don't know. It's like these weird traditions. I, I just have to know, like, why do we do them? So I, I've always been curious about that. Like even ones that we, we have in the church, I'm curious, like, what, why do we have these sacred cows? You, you know, and, and all of us obviously have worked in the church and grown up in the church. And uh, we, we know these weird things that we do in the church, these weird traditions, these sacred cows that um, really need to be cow tipped. We need to do some sacred cow tipping. Um but for some reason, they've hung on. Um, but what, what kind of sacred cows do you guys, uh, you know, think about when, whenever we use that term in the church? I, I know I have like a whole laundry list, but but what, what does that mean to you guys? Well, when when we uh, first thought about talking about this, immediately the phrase that came into my mind was, "Well, we've always done it that way." Kind of whatever it is, whatever. Like I think that's the beginning of that sacred cow. Uh, when someone says, well, that's how we've always done. It. And, you know, the background of that is this is what I'm comfortable with. This is what I understand. This is what this is what we used to do. And, um, you know, at, at a certain point in time, maybe it was exactly what was needed. Um, but then you get to the point where it's not effective anymore or it's just not right for whatever reason. But it becomes that that idol, you know, that we then put in front of us like I'm. I would rather have this and it not be effective or be right than be without it um, and not know what else to do or, or not want to put up with the change. And, and, and I think a lot of times it's, just, it's, it's even things like um, the color of carpet or, um, you know, responsibilities of deacons or, or whatever it might be like, we'll get all these things and that aren't even in scripture or whatever. And like, you know, I don't, I don't want to change that. I'm more concerned about just keeping it and keeping me in my comfort zone than anything else. Having dedicated hymnals. That's always one of my favorites. Mm. Dedicated hymnals. You know, even yeah. when the church has transitioned to like worship music that the lyrics are up on the screen, they still keep the hymnals mm -hmm. in the pew anyway. They never get opened. And yet you, mm. you do open it just for fun. There's a little label in there and it's uh, dedicated to Whitey Bulger or whoever. <laughs> well, without the hymnal, how memory. am I going to know the words to O Canada or, you know, the, 
<laughs> the national anthem, you know. That's true. <laughs> Go to hockey games. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have that on media show. Just total, total <laughs> side note, but O Canada crushes our national anthem. Theirs is about their country. Ours is about a flag. Side hey, note. Listen, we're going to lose all the Black Rifle listeners. That's right. So. Oh, no. <laughs> Careful. That's right. I've, uh, there's soldiers um, all around me right now. Yeah, you're, we have a we have an, an army chaplain in our midst. Grant, how can you be so careless? Because our song is about a flag, not our country. And the last line is actually a question. The last line of the first verse, right? Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave. Or the... <laughs> and it should be, and the home of the brave? Because there is a question. Mark. So the best, mm, uh, my problem, my, my best experience with the national anthem was in seminary. I did what's called the Oxford tour. And we spent um, part of the summer in Oxford studying there. And oh. it was really, really cool. But uh, we, we would all eat together, all these seminary students. And, um, you know, so for some of our meals, we would have obviously locals uh, that lived there in Oxford, um, you know, as our servers and the people that made the food. Well, they made us hamburgers and French fries for the 4th of July, which was really cool. And we had this one guy who had, remember those old Navy shirts that had the American flag on them? So this one guy had yeah. one of those shirts on and we all told him to stand up and we started singing the national anthem. <laughs> and uh, uh. We, we got all the way through it. And one of the seminary professors leans over to me and he was like, yeah, you know, it was their bombs bursting in air pointing to like the wait staff. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I went to the, uh, I was at the U.S. England match of the World Cup, and we actually tied, and it was just insane. Uh, most of the Qataris who were there at the game were rooting for England, not the U.S. It was like a section of us, uh, and our chants were amazing. Uh, like we drive on the right side <laughs> for the tea in the water. Uh, it's so great. And we've lost all our British listeners. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Sorry. Good. You well, lost. Um, Goodbye, Governor. <laughs> Enjoy taxes. We don't pay those. Oh, oh, man. Long way we've come. Yeah. My paycheck. Yeah. From sacred cows to <laughs> insulting the British, man. Uh, so back to sacred cows. Yeah. 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 It's so funny. Know. It's like, you know, it, it was funny. We we're talking about hats earlier. I, I remember in um, the church that Ryan grew up in, uh, the first church that I worked in, um, there was such a an aversion to anybody wearing hats in the church. And I remember we had a kid who was visiting one time, walking into our youth room, wearing his, his baseball hat. And uh, one of my um, volunteer youth workers just gets right in his face and starts telling him to take off his hat. And the kid refused. And mm -hmm. uh, the, the guy just kept going on and on and on to the point where I finally had to go to the adult leader and say, hey, please stop, he's a visitor. Like the kid's probably never going to come back now because you just totally insulted him. But mm. um, it's things like that. I'm like, what, why are we holding on to these things? And uh, wh mm. where did that come from? Well, and that comes from the idea that that building itself is holy. You know, 
don't don't run in the church or you shouldn't say that in church or you shouldn't wear a hat in church and like it's it's brick and mortar you know and mm. we place a lot of we i think we put a little too much value on that and not and that's why you know this is a whole other tangent and topic but that we don't necessarily view the church as people mm. you know it's exactly. a, so we're doing all these things to protect yeah um this structure and i think a lot of traditions within the church come from that um but it's funny. I was actually, I actually asked my wife this, what she thought, and and she kind of threw me for uh, for a loop because she views um, a lot of the things that some of the the newer churches are saying and doing about being away from tradition as a new tradition. Oh yeah, like um, and like saying you know we're you know we we don't do these things, and that's kind of what they're hanging their hat on. You know we we don't sing the hymns or um, we don't have you know, um, this structure in place or, or whatever it is. And that becomes like a, a source of pride for them, for those churches. Um, and then that kind of becomes a sacred cow or an idol. Sacred baby cows. Yeah. They're, they're not being tradition is, or not being traditional is a sacred cow. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a good take. It, music's a big one. I mean, it's, it's so funny how oh, divided yeah. we are on, on music and how it continues to evolve. Uh, even further to where now the music that, you know, I, I know I enjoy is even on, you know, on the outside, as far as church trends go. Um, and, uh, but yeah, very much a sacred cow. Um, and, and something that was originally done as, you know, response to a sacred cow has now become the sacred cow and, uh, the next generation going to be doing the same thing with whatever yeah, music. I, mean, I, I just, I think back to, you know, the church I grew up in Texas, like, you know, we would do youth led worship Sundays and stuff like that every now and then. And it was a big pain point for a lot of the older people in the church because it wasn't their typical, you know, piano and organ and church choir singing Sunday. And, and that they, that was a big hang up for a lot of them. And I think, I think that, um, you know, the kind of the frustrations that came of a lot of that stuff. And I'm sure this happened in a lot of other churches was detrimental to some things, uh, you know, at some of the work that the church could have been doing, they were more focused on these traditions that they held rather than, you know, the, the work that they could be doing, you know, for the kingdom. It's, it's, um, and just the way we hurl, we hold church service as a whole is a part of that. You know, people get so hung up on, you know, oh, we have to have this Sunday service. We have to have people singing songs and we have to have, a, a, you know, the pastor preaching and, you know, and that format is in and of itself a sacred cow that we hold as Christians. And yeah, the uh, order, the yeah. order of service, I would chime out like that. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be printed out. Throw a fit if you do something that is mm -hmm. against what the typical order of things is. Yeah. I was at a church once where they were talking about getting rid of the bulletin and um, they was like, well, how are people going to know what we're going to do? I'm like, well, we'll tell them as we go through it. I mean, no! You know, like they're, they're still there. Like they don't have to know all that. And but but it, it's one of those sacred cows. And standing. But they haven't told me this thing is standing. <laughs> they just want the bulletin so they can see. They're trying to look at it. They're like, okay, I got to get here, here, here. And then I can go watch the football we're game. We're done. That's right. <laughs> I can go to Whataburger. I'm going to get to Chili's in like 30 minutes. Let's uh, wrap this up. <laughs> and, and, the, you know, the yeah, thing about, the thing about sacred cows too is, you know, we, we joke about some of these things and, and none of these things are, are inherently bad things. I mean, it's great. 
Um, you know, there's a, a lot of great hymns and hymn books definitely have a, a place and had a place. And, um, you know, it, even even the decor of the church and, um, you know, the, the way we do church, I, I, I think st- all of it started with the right goal in mind to 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 honor God and to uh, revere him and to worship him. But it's like we've become so engulfed with those things rather than who we're worshiping to the point of where we think, okay, now this is the only way I can worship God is if it fits this particular set of parameters. And if it's different, then, okay, I all of a sudden I can't worship God, which I think we're all going to be in shock when, um, you know, we're, we're gone from this earth and um, eternity looks very different from what we did in our churches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it all comes down to the amount of reverence that we put on these, you know, really trivial things that, you know, they, in the end, they don't really matter. And, you know, at the when we put that much importance on those things, we end up holding ourselves back. Except for the executive building the, committee. That's important. Yeah. <laughs> or the committee on committees. The committee on committee. I love that one. The committee on committees. The nominating committee, which you have to kind of nominate people to be on the nominating committee so that they can nominate other people to be on yes, committees. On the committee of committees. That's crazy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, the, the root of all this, though, is, you know, there's, there's these sacred cows in the church because we've made ourselves like a sacred cow, if you will, like, uh, because it's all about personal preference and personal desire. And when we get to arguing about these secondary or preferential things within the church, these things that don't really matter for eternity, all we're doing is saying, I've kind of put myself above other people. Like I haven't submitted to the needs of others. And, and clearly I haven't prepared myself to worship Jehovah because I've been worshiping myself in all these other ways. So then it, it bleeds into the church um, that we think everything exists for what I think is best or what I think is right. Instead of just coming in, and it's what Ryan hit, instead of just coming in with like this reverence of the one we're there to worship. And I think that's a good litmus test. I mean, if you want to know if your heart's right before the Lord, or if your heart's right in worship, as you're going through a worship service, what are you thinking about? I wish we wouldn't sing this song, or I kind of wish they would change this, or I wish this was different, or that was different. Listen, I mean, go, go spend some time in China with the underground church, and people who are having to meet in secret and who pastors who are daily being carried off to prison um, because of where they're meeting. I no, no hymns, no music. It's quiet at night, lights off, maybe no air conditioning, you know, dirt, whatever. And, um, and then start talking about those sacred cows. I, you know, I think especially in Western um, culture uh, in America, like it's, it's just, it's just kind of an epidemic. Uh, within the American church that it's, it's become so much about what I want. Um, we've kind of trained people to be self-worshippers. And then now that's coming in to our worship service. And so we shouldn't really be surprised, you know, that we see that. Yeah, we have a, a Viet, that's not true. Uh, we have a, um, a Vietnamese church that rents from the previous church where I served. But at our current church, we have a Hispanic service that rents from us and a Ukrainian service. Mm. And they're still sponsoring family to get out of Ukraine currently. Um, a lot of the members of this congregation 
and the pastor's brother is still pastoring in Ukraine. <laughs> and they're like, shut the lights off so they don't see us and they don't bomb us, but let's keep singing to Jesus right now. Wow. And our philosophy of my philosophy of worship is worship is sacrifice. And so for me to get everything that I want, just like you said, Josh, I'm worshiping myself, but it costs me something financially when Eric and I worship, when our, our income is deposited and we worship the Lord with our money, that costs us something, mm -hmm. especially as our kids get older, that's money feels more expensive. Mm -hmm. um, when I sing a song, especially one that I don't like, well, I'm worshiping through my discomfort. So I'm not worshiping me. So my sacrifice of worship then is, okay, I'm going to sing this song that affirms something about God. When I talk to that guy I don't like or whoever, right? Like, no, I'm sacrificing my time and sometimes my sanity to say hi to someone. And yeah, it's, it's, it's what are we sacrificing um, to the Lord that day, every day, right? And that's our worship. I do have a question, though. You're the pastor of this church, right? Yeah, I was talking about and, and you And you don't pick the songs for your worship leader? No. So we actually have a meeting. Uh, we have a staff meeting weekly. And we talk about how was the previous Sunday, what's mm -hmm. coming up this next Sunday, um, uh, what are some big things. Like right now we're talking about Easter. We're talking about. Someone's rocking out. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just figured with that level of power you have in the church you can like be like listen worship leader guy we're not singing that song anymore because i don't like it it's theologically sound but i don't like it you know you yeah there there have been there's been two songs that we've mixed because the church i pastor is a merger of an existing church plant and an older congregation and uh yeah there's been a couple songs we said well that let's these are just factually incorrect uh, and they might even affirm, like one one interesting conversation, this is a long conversation, but when people say hymns, like, oh, we like to sing hymns. I love, my favorite two worship songs are Reformation era hymns. But when most people say, I want to sing hymns, they're talking about songs that were meaningful to them when they were young adults. And that's one thing, one problem I have with the word hymn is hymn and hymnody spans from the Reformation to Swing Low Sweet Chariot. <laughs> Those are vastly different. And then we have modern, really rich, deep theological hymns being written today. But, you know, there's all those jokes like, you know, the tweet, this is a joke about a modern worship song. This is a joke about a modern worship song. Key change. This is a joke about a modern worship song. <laughs> but, you know, but sometimes you read some of the Psalms even, and they're so repetitive. Um, did you almost fall over? That I, I'm sitting on a dumbbell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This is, this is what I'm sitting on. <laughs> I'm in the garage. It's been uh, about an hour. Are you sore? I'm numb. I don't feel it anymore. Okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Yeah, worship's not about us. It's not about us. I, right. You know, Francis Chan spoke at a pastor's conference in Portland, and he tells people how he handles that anymore because people just want to complain to him because he's not like lead pastor. And uh, his go-to response anymore is, that's great. We weren't worshiping you. I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Can I just say I love that we've come right. full circle. We're talking about sacred cows, but we started the show by talking about eating cows, not talking about fast food and burgers. <laughs> <laughs> we were. That's, That's how right. we roll. That's how we roll. That's right. So, um, it for all it's worth. I guess we can. 
<laughs> That's utterly move ridiculous. On. <laughs> oh, Holy cow. Sound oh, Did you hear about the cow that jumped over the barbed wire fence? No. Ugh, utter destruction. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So uh, we wanted to uh, wrap up today's uh, episode, this week's episode, uh, with a segment we're going to call Story Time with Grant. Story time. Uh, so, Grant, are you uh, are you ready? You know, I'm going to actually change it up. I know we talked before this was recorded about a story, but I, I'm going to share a story that I don't think any of you guys know. Ooh, no. Surprise. You're going off script, huh? I'm going off script. All right. It involves the college minister at this church. We'll call him G. Yeah. Up, G? The, 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 the church. Yeah. The, the church, yes. Okay. All right, G. The guy okay. who drives top. I'm, I'm friends with his. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and apparently, often we will drive topless with him. Or we That's did. right. But that gets you in trouble. Yeah. So. Don't tweet that. Not just me, don't. I was the unpaid intern. Just don't tweet about it. <laughs> don't tweet about it. So I'm friends with G's uh, son-in-law, his now son-in-law. And we were hanging out with me and you know, three of my buddies. And we thought, you know, it would be really fun to kind of mess with Greg tonight. Geez, oh, great. gee. Oh, gee. <laughs> no one's made it an hour into this. Okay. No, that's no. right. We're the only one listening. We're safe. We're good. So we're like, guys, uh, wouldn't it be cool to order pizza to his house and, <laughs> and watch it get delivered? Like to stake out the pizza delivery to his house. Like, yeah, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. So we order five pizzas to his house. And we're all sitting in, we, and I kid you not, we just wanted the full policeman experience. We bought donuts and coffee. <laughs> and there's four of us reclined all the way back in our buddy's Honda, <laughs> binoculars, the whole nine yards. And we see him come to the door. And, you know, back then, I guess people were more eager to open their door. No ring back then, 2010. And uh, we always see his hands like waving, no, no, I don't know what you're talking about. No, no, no. We get a call from the pizza place because we place an order on a cell phone. And uh, the pizza guy, um, we're like, yeah, no, we're here. We're definitely in the house. Knock again. <laughs> so the guy who just like refused by, by Greg goes back, knocks again, and, uh, and, and eventually leaves with these pizzas, right? They call us back one more time. We don't answer it. Uh, so we, we leave. And they're like, man, how funny would it be to like, knock on the door playing ding dong ditch and like leave pizza <laughs> like oh that'd be epic same night half hour later we go to walmart we buy a bunch of pizza one of the guys who was with us was over 21 so we bought half a uh we bought a thing of beer and a thing of root beer and we left them at the door just to because i know he didn't drink like what's he gonna do <laughs> we left this on the door knock and split i mean we're tripping over bushes i think i was running in flip-flops and part of it was this is my contribution to this trip. Uh, we wanted to leave a note. And so something like, hey, we see you. You look hungry. Please enjoy this pizza. And we thought, we thought it'd be funny to do it left-handed so he wouldn't recognize my handwriting. <laughs> I wrote left-handed. It looked like a ransom note. It looked terrible. So we ding-dong ditch, run. Our buddy's car's waiting around the corner. And they're like, guys, that was just so much more exciting to watch him turn away pizza. Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> like so we called the third place <laughs> oh my gosh and, and we don't know we're having a ball but this family is like 
freaking out. <laughs> so apparently when the, the last pizza came, we couldn't see this because we were down the block even further because he was like looking around, whatever. Apparently he came to the door with a baseball bat, fully dressed at <laughs> Just like who's at the door. I can't even remember what happened with them accepting it or rejecting it. Uh, but what, a year later, <laughs> his son-in-law was one of the guys getting yeah. pizza to his house. <laughs> so I was going to ask you, does he know this? Is he, le- oh, is he yeah. going to learn who it was by listening? Okay. Oh, no, he knows. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> and you were the pastor's intern during that time? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, those are the things what you do as a pastor's intern. <laughs> That's right. Man, man. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Well, thanks for sharing. We appreciate it. That was money it. well spent. Yeah. It was a good one. It definitely was. <laughs> money we didn't really have, but <laughs> No, I meant like for the intern. <laughs> yeah, for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that was fun. Thanks, Grant. And, yeah. uh, hey, thank all you listeners for sticking with us if you made it. Uh, we tried to do this a little shorter this time, but um, we failed. So maybe it's just yeah. by divine providence that this is supposed to be an hour and five minutes long. Um, That's what I'm going to go with. Uh, So thanks for joining us again. Make sure you like and comment and subscribe uh, for us and and share it. You know, if you're enjoying it, if you're having a good time, you know, uh, share it out there. Let's get more listeners. And um, if you know anybody that would want to sponsor this thing, you know, that that'd be pretty cool and give us free food to eat while we're on the podcast. Right. Not Diet (laughs) Pepsi. Yeah. We don't we don't need All right. sponsor. We're good. <laughs> no, we're good. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh it was fun. Um thanks for joining us and we will talk to you next week. I'm just gonna let it record to you. <laughs> <laughs>